Hi, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I give a shit. Maybe you don't feel like your government gives a shit, but I give a shit, you know. And uh, Bernie, you know what I wanted to tell you? Somebody pointed this out last night, which I thought was really interesting to me. You know, the problem with Hillary is really she she never put on like a pair of jeans and like went to a rally after they let Bernie's after Bernie Sanders got got, you know, dumped, you know. And I thought that was a really good point. You know, I think if Hillary my my take on it, if Hillary Clinton had worn jeans and show up in public without any or hardly any makeup or hair or anything, hair in a ponytail, maybe, uh, you know, maybe a baseball cat, just maybe a, like New York Yankees one. She would have done a lot better. And I I know that Hillary Clinton is a big fan of this show. So I just wanted to send that to you, Hillary, with love. Okay. So I am super, super excited. I'm actually starting, if I have to, I'm realizing oh, that I'm feeling like a little anxious because um, I have this really amazing guest, one of my favorite people in the whole world, really. I mean, if, you know, if there a, a very short list. I mean, I told Dallas last night that she was my very favorite person. So <laughs> there, it would have to be a short list, but... Leslie Goshko. Hello, Leslie. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. And see, what's freaking me out, actually, is that Leslie, who I have, like, so much, uh, who is my hero, who I admire enormously uh, and, 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 you know, just hold in such high esteem, is really excited to be on the show. I'm so excited. To I be know. Here. <laughs> and I'm starting to feel like, what the fuck? Why is she? Why are you excited? Uh, because. <laughs> is this going to, like, I feel like the show better fucking be good. And, like, the thing is, it's like, it's my show. And I have no self esteem. I can't handle it. <laughs> Well, I love that you already answered my question if I can swear on here. <laughs> oh, yeah, right away. I don't hold back. I love it. I always, I was just saying, you know, before we went on air that I love, I mean, we've known each other now for a long time. Yeah, I was since about like this. 08. Yeah, a long well, time. Well, we started kind of uh, at Ochi's Lounge, and we had like both set the same slot every other week, right? We had we yeah. shared the same slot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, I was just thinking about, I was like, she's just one of those people that over the years, like, and whenever there's like an amount of time where we don't see each other, where I mean, it could be like yeah. a year or two years. And then when I see you, it's just like literally nothing. Yeah. But you have that. You make people feel comfortable. Oh, I'm, really? Yeah. I'm, that's, I'm just thrilled. <laughs> that's because I'm be so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, it's funny, Leslie, like we both know that if you didn't fucking live in Astoria and I didn't fucking live in Bushwick, we'd be hanging out. Oh, yeah. I, but right. See, we would yeah. definitely be hanging out. We definitely would. And that's that's another testament to how much I love you, because I took four trains to get here. Holy fucking <laughs> shit. She didn't even try and get me and get me to get the, get us get her an Uber, which is pretty no. cool, considering I was hearing that she was playing, uh, she was the guest pianist or the entertainment at an Andy Warhol benefit. Well, tell yeah, us about was, that. The, I just did the, I just played uh, piano for the Andy Warhol benefit. At um, Michael Chow's. Yeah, and he was at, and the, yeah, he was at my table. They sat me at, like, the head table, which was so, so cool. Who bizarre. else was there? Do you remember? Somebody from the band The Cars. Oh, um, Rick? Sure. That tall the guy from the cars? You mean Paulina Porzakova's <sighs> husband? I don't know. Was he really tall, Rick? Yeah, he was handsome and tall. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, yeah. 
there's a handsome guy. Sixty-ish. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, wow. I don't know. There was, there was like a bunch of people that people kept telling me like, oh my God, it's that guy. And lucky for me, I'm just ignorant of all of it. So it doesn't make me nervous. Cause I'm like, this is so out of my realm. Like I'm just scraping to pay my rent. But do you see what I'm saying, folks? Like, she's excited to be on the show, but then she just told you about sitting next to Rick Ocasek of the cars, and it didn't really matter. Because I don't know who anybody is. But I also want to, you know what else? I have to call this out, too. This is freaking me out a little bit. Tom, are you listening? Tom Rommel, Tom Tenney, the people from the station, you know, you rearranged this whole, this whole uh, studio. And it looks fucking amazing. But I am now, I now do not have like a, 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 a system of a wall, like all the equipment. I do not have a wall of equipment between me and the person I'm interviewing. And it's way too intimate it's, for me. Yeah, way too raw. It's way too intimate. Do you see how I'm not even looking at you, Leslie? It's, I'm used to it every day of my life, people not <laughs> making focusing. eye contact with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm focusing. I'm used to the brush off. <laughs> so um, here's the thing with Les, with you, Leslie, because okay. um, Leslie and I have, Leslie has been in many of my, has sub, submitted to many of my therapy projects over the years. And uh, about a year great. ago, year and a half ago, she was in this particularly, um, she did this particularly great interview, I should say, and it's online. Uh, we did it for BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music, where it was just really basically a psychotherapy interview uh, with Leslie. And uh, we went through her whole background. I'm going to give you a little rundown on her background and then she can chime in. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because I don't want to go over this again because I've, I, it's boring for Le I have to keep Leslie happy. She's a big deal. <laughs> Entertain me. <laughs> I have to make sure Leslie's – no, I want to keep – so we, we, we have gotten to the point where we need to move past the basics. So I don't want to spend our whole time here on them. So um, – I listened to the interview this morning, and this is what I remember about you, Leslie. Yes. Um, you had a really fucked up childhood. <laughs> um, your mother, although your parents are great in a lot of ways, and you love them, and I think you're really close to them, and the, they did a lot of great things for now, you. Now, it's a little bit more sane now. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you, you are... Um, so, anyway, you had... Um, I mean, I don't want to disparage your parents because they've obviously done a great job. It's and I don't okay. think they don't, it was they don't listen to this. It show. wasn't easy <laughs> for them. They don't listen to it now, Leslie. But, you know, when, um, you know, you're on the cover of whatever and whatever entertainment magazine. And this is now a story of Burrow magazine. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, they may have friends that listen. Who knows? That's true. But <laughs> anyway, I'm not disparaging your show. A lot no, of people listen no, to this show. No, no. <laughs> that's not this i don't know we're not talking we're not going we this is no i'm not talking about that anymore. <laughs> we're moving on uh so anyway the point is that um this is what i remember i remember um that you spoke uh very directly about how your dad had a very serious alcohol problem yes he was a high functioning alcoholic but at a certain point um he went through um 
you know, he got clean. He went through withdrawal. And uh, if I can say this, he had seizures, seizures at home and then went to the emergency room. I was remembering that. So yeah. I just want the reason I'm saying that is because it's extreme. But no, um, because <laughs> it shows it. it's an extreme example of just it describes the level of alcoholism that you must yeah that you had in a dad and that's not a secret i mean like back in the day i did like you know i would talk about that and everything so right yeah right um your mom went through a period where she was like a really crazy talking in tongues born again christian or a christian person yeah they like you call it like charismatic non-denominational but like speaking in tongues and casting out devils and (laughs) right right and then you also had a sister who had a lot of illness yes so uh, do you get the picture folks this was <laughs> not easy but on top of that leslie was uh an a student and a valedictorian and all that other crap yeah all that like other when crap. I, no you know it makes me mad because it's kind of like the, i was so jealous i w- i wanted to be that but i would never i mean you 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 really um I think, you know, you're, uh, what I really want to say is I think you're an extremely self-motivated and disciplined person, right? Can we say that? Oh, thank you. That actually, that's really sweet to hear because this morning I was like, man, I got to get my life on track. <laughs> yeah. So you were, tell us, what was, what was it? Name all the things. What do you mean all the things? It was valedictorian. It was, <laughs> I just remember that. What are all those things? I'm like, does anyone want to know? Uh, it was a junior high salutatorian, a high school valedictorian, and then a college summa cum laude. Jesus. So you get the picture, folks. Here's a woman from um, an unstable, difficult background, uh, to some degree, am I correct? Yeah. Who, like, is good at making shit happen no matter what. You got it? That's nice, Okay, so, uh, and um, so I've known Leslie for a while now, and um, her career, you know, we're... I'm gonna say we're we're we have a mutual fan club, right, Leslie? A mutual fan club? You and me. Oh, us together? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're always like supporting all, each yes. other, and uh, so I've watched, you know, um, Leslie's career closely, and um, she's really it's she's really taken off in many many ways, and she's done a lot. Like, let's just talk about like what's happened just this past year. Like a lot of amazing things. Today's the six-month anniversary of her Sid's Gold gig, which is, explain it. Yeah, so Sid Gold's Request Room is a, uh, it, it's a piano bar in, uh, in Chelsea, 26th and 7th Avenue, and uh, every night of the week they have piano karaoke, live piano karaoke from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., so they have different piano players there uh, any night of the week. Uh, accompanying people for four hours with a plethora of songs. So, and and they wanted Leslie to do it. I love this, and she kept saying no because she didn't feel <laughs> confident about it. Well, I gotta learn from that. When somebody, if I don't feel confident, just say no. Well, <laughs> and then so now she's doing it. But they, you know, I mean, I'm just gonna say this. Like, what I love about that is, I know you're great at it, and I know they love you. And it's been a while, and you know, six months. But also, like, you took the pressure off yourself by not going yes right away, right? Yeah, well, Joe McGinty owns that bar. Hi, Joe. And he's mm-hmm. amazing. And uh, a friend of mine introduced uh, me to him. I'd never even met him. Uh, introduced us online through an email. 
because uh, he runs a show called Losers Lounge, and he was introducing me for that. Oh yeah, and you were on Losers Lounge, which I posted on um, Twitter. Like you've been doing that too at yeah. Joe's Pub. Yeah. Are you doing like? Are you you're like a regular on them, right? Knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love. See those. what I'm saying? <laughs> the next one's Elton John, which I'm so excited about. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he was he didn't even have the bar yet, and uh, he was playing at Manhattan Inn. And at another hotel, I forget the name of the hotel. And he he was like, oh, I, he my friend had sent some video clips of me playing piano. He's like, I see you play piano. Would you like to sub for me? And he's like, here's kind of what it is. And he sent me his list. And it's like, <laughs> holy fucking shit. I was like, that's a lot. of. It's like 300 songs. Wow. You know, and I was just like, and I was, I was, I was, you know, up front. And I was like, thank you so much for thinking of me. I was like, I would really want to do the job justice. I don't think I'm up for that right now but you know please keep me in mind in the future and then he he's like oh well, i'm gonna open this bar and then over the course of like opening the bar and even a ah, little bit before and, and, ah. and then when he had the bar he had asked me ground floor yeah he'd yeah. asked me a couple more times if i wanted to do it and i was just terrified <laughs> see that and now and now you're like yay oh it's the it's the best gig ever finally i was like the only reason I was saying no, it wasn't because I didn't like the idea or no, the people or anything like that. It was just, just I was nervous about myself who, failing. 300 songs is a lot. It's a lot. And I didn't even go in with that many. Like, I, he was like... Did you have anybody say, I want to sing this, and you were like, oops, sorry? It happens all the time. Uh, <laughs> people come in, do you know this song? Do you know this song? I'm like, no, I, you know. Oh, uh, that's normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Or, you I, know, they want yeah. it in a different key or it's yeah, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the only reason I wasn't doing it is because I was afraid that I would that I would blow it or I would embarrass myself or embarrass them, and I didn't want that to happen. So then I finally was like, if that's the only reason I'm not doing it is just like a fear motivated right. thing see folks <laughs> then, and look how it worked out it, uh, knock on wood you know I, I love it it's a great thing i love and it. I love um it. also in the past year you were the music director for a new york one yeah for, for tell us about that uh so new york one anchors uh pat kiernan who also just published a book recently a children's book oh. pat kiernan and uh, jamie stelter they had a show at 92y and um they were looking for a music director and i was at the time doing here's the power of twitter so who knows all these tweets are going out i was doing videos uh for the new york post they had a comedy website called internet action force which, oh yes yes which isn't there anymore but um uh. they they were doing these videos and one of the um, i saw them yeah, yeah they, were, they were a lot of fun they and, were yeah. and one of the video uh guys there one of the editors uh knew i was doing all of these losers lounge shows and also knew I played the piano so he follows Pat Kiernan on Twitter ah. and Pat Kiernan was basically like we're looking for a musical director ah. for this new show do you guys know anybody ah. and this editor tweeted he goes I suggest Leslie Goshko and he suggests somebody else and so just from that tweet they called me in I love it I went in for an interview and then the next day they're like all right you got it you must have been so happy <laughs> oh, it was so crazy so this is what I'm saying folks um, this is Leslie is doing fucking great. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, and uh, so I'm just, you know, it's 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 cool. It's cool. You know what? Sometimes when I'm in uh, therapy, I if I'm if I'm in a good place, a lot, of, you know, I'll say to I'll say to the therapist, you know what? Things are really good right now. This, 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 this. And I want to note that. I want to take note of that. In therapy, 
so that I can own it and remember it the next time I'm like freaking out. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> no, well, I, anyway, I, I, I am so grateful we're owning for it. it. We're stuff. owning yeah. it. I, am I mean, very life grateful. isn't life isn't perfect, but you are inspiring, and you have you've you know made so much happen, and and it's exciting to. I feel a little part of it. You know, I'm Aww. I'm in there like. Uh, cheer! I'm in there. I'm in the cheering section for sure. Vice versa. And look, yeah. I get to, I got to be part of a really cool thing at BAM because of you. Wow. You know, so I mean, like that's awesome. Aww. That was a huge thing, Lisa. That your, your whole thing there. That was I awesome. don't know. Yes. Oh it was. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it's funny because um, this is true. I think for everyone, you know, you look at like the stuff, and then you don't realize like all the shit that went through it and all the ups and downs and like people see you at like Sid's gold room and they just think oh this person just walked in here one day and of course she's great at this and it was a piece of cake and she's just so naturally talented and look how happy she is and all that other stuff so um that was another thing I wanted to point out about you Leslie you have a really um upbeat disposition I think (laughs) is that real I mean (laughs) Is that real? Well, I'm drunk most of the time, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love booze. No, no, you know what? It's kind of like, not only that, not only, it's like people must love having you around, too. I think, you know, I think you're a really, thank you for being on the planet. Okay, oh, let's just thanks. move on. Yeah, that's on my business card. Good at, <laughs> good at parties. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I wouldn't say you're phony. No, no, no. I I try not to be. I mean, you know. No, you're not. I was talking to my husband. He And he did say, like, he was like, you know, I think overall you're, like, a pretty, like, you know, kind of upbeat person, too. But, I mean, like, you know, I still, I definitely have my... Yeah, you, you, yeah, that you. pendulum swings the other way. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Let me ask you a question: Are you athletic? Were you ever athletic? I did. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I did volleyball. I did softball. I did. Um, you were into sports growing up. Yeah, but you know what's so funny? And oh, you know, I did dance class and like tap dance. Oh yeah, you're awesome. And She's also an amazing dancer. Oh, it's yes. true, because she forget it. <laughs> <laughs> the hairspray thing. hairspray she won a dance contest to be on a broadway show and now that's come they're doing hairspray live on tv i don't know how i feel about that they're doing hairspray live you know you know how they did like grease live and they did something else live they're gonna do hairspray live like next month and so i got could you be on it I, i'm too old now and you know what's so funny uh, there's this show 35 <laughs> 21 21 always 21 she's so young looking i don't know (laughs) um they're doing i just got asked to do a a show at ucb it's the day before that comes out and they're they were like we need someone specifically who has a story about hairspray oh my god and it just happened they they reached out to me and i was like what a weird specific thing i was like that's so cool i have one but cool what day is that uh you know what okay well let's i'll look at my thing right here november something it's um, in, oh, it's this month. Oh, yeah. Are we in November? Yeah, oh, we're all we're <laughs> Leslie. Things are moving They're quickly. Mo- Please keep mo- up. Oh wait, sorry. okay. I'm wrong. It's December sixth at UCB. Oh, okay, December sixth. Yeah. Okay, so we haven't be missed there. it yet. No. You haven't missed it I yet either, thank God. which is good. Um, that's so cool, though. Um, that'll be great. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I did some sports, but my mom wouldn't. It, the, the funny thing is, is my mom uh, didn't really like. They didn't support me doing sports because she always said. You're going to get uh, one injury, and that's the whole career. That's what she always said. One injury. And then she didn't want me messing up my hands. So when uh, – because oh, I was doing 
classical piano and right. competitions and stuff then. Right, right. So I, uh, and when I was playing volleyball, I sprained my pinky. And uh, I, I couldn't play for a while. And she's like, see, this is what I'm talking about. One oh, injury and Jesus. then you can't play. And so they didn't really, like, promote me doing that stuff. You but. know what I'm going to say, though? I'm going to say that I have this theory. This is one of my psychological theories that um, women, particular, I don't know, maybe men, people that uh, did were athletic as kids um, have better uh, brain chemistry. Hmm. Because I think that... Um, Part of, you know, that, I mean, they've done so many studies that exercise, um, you know, you know, helps you not be depressed. Yeah. And uh, that's my number one go-to thing when I'm really depressed is a long walk and it works. See, that's, see, I never, see, my parents were never like workout people or like go outside and just take a walk. Like never, like they never encouraged really like. Right. You weren't encouraged, but you were naturally athletic and participated in sports, right? Yeah, I mean... To some degree. I didn't suck. I wasn't like the, the you know, MVP, but I definitely wasn't the worst. Worst, right. So I'm just saying, like, see, you don't have to be an expert in sports. You can just have a casual but consistent interest. So get your kids involved in sports so they don't wind up fucking killing themselves when they get to be teenagers. <laughs> That's so positive. I love that. Isn't that's it? the extreme you take it. To. Yeah. So we. That's my theory. Anyway. So I wanted to um, see if we could go a little deeper with Leslie on something specific, since we've already covered all the basics. Um, the my the obstacle to me is like she seems uh, like everything is going so well. So, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure I can find some. I'm sure something. we can dig something up. <laughs> so. Um, as I was asking, we started, I started asking Leslie about this before the show started. So, uh, have you, I was asking if you'd been in therapy and we were started talking about that, Leslie. Yeah. So ha- you had started and what happened? Yeah, that, that didn't work. <laughs> See, that's because it wasn't with me. I know. See, I find actually, you know what? Truth be told, when we have our little therapy sessions, uh-huh. I get more out of them. This is for real than I did going to that therapist for like See? a year for real yeah yeah because she's got to move it slow and get you coming back every week yeah. it's a lot harder I, I, I also don't think she was particularly i don't maybe it wasn't the right fit i didn't think she was particularly no i mean good. i'm really cynical about therapy i think like you can train to do it and get accredited but that doesn't necessarily mean you're talented and there is really very little checks there's no real yelp for therapy so i guess that'll change and and probably is changing but it's true it's hard to know i mean you say i'm an upbeat person but like in those therapies like i just i got angry at her a lot i felt like like i would i would call her on the carpet for a lot of stuff good and I don't know if it's good, but, you know, I would like. No, because a lot of people are afraid to tell their therapist when they're angry. And that's a really important thing that I've had to learn myself in therapy. So that's a good thing. You like, c- yeah, like she wouldn't rem- like she wouldn't remember things that we had gone over extensively, like the time before that I thought were important. Wow. Yeah. And that's I, irresponsible. Yeah. yeah. And I was like. I was like, you don't remember that? I was like, we just spent an hour talking about that last week. It wasn't even like a month ago. It was like last week. And she's like, and her response was like, I don't have to remember all the exact details. Uh, It's more about how you felt about it or something. And I was like, I feel like the fucking details matter. (laughs) 
No, but you know, <laughs> in a way, as a, as a as a uh, as a self-proclaimed therapist, I'm going to say that's a really bad technique because uh, what you really need to what uh, what I think a, a good therapist, the best way to handle this, the most helpful way to handle this, is to say instead of just dis- she dismissed you. That's Thank you. What, that was very dismissive. That's what pisses me off. Like she should have said what, you know, explored your feelings of anger. There's a lot in there. She might have been right. She might have been wrong. But there was a lot about why exactly you were angry, what the anger felt like, what she could do different. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there, that was a very rich area. And even an apology to say that, you know, or say I'm not, if you want a therapist that's going to remember everything, that's not my... Uh, technique or something she didn't resolve it she she didn't resolve it she didn't put uh helping you first she dismissed you what a bitch Thank sorry you. i'm really like <laughs> overreacting today and you know and I, I and i had no um benchmark for what sure. therapy is or if this was normal or what because i never been in there before you know right and that's another thing about therapy why i'm kind of cynical about it because it's really hard to find a good match for you for us every individual and you know it costs so much to have one session yeah and i mean i would say in an ideal world uh, minimally you'd go to three or four therapists and pick the one that's the best match but then you're you're out like 200 bucks before like more like three or four hundred bucks yeah uh before you even go anywhere. Yeah, and then when you're in the arts, that's like everything no, you made for that month. No, if, I, mean, you know? I mean, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous for most people. So therapists have to really start getting more modern in the way that they manage manage their stuff, whatever. So um, what happened? Did you go back? or? I mean, yeah, I went there for like a year. And wow. like, I, th- I think around that. But, and like some sessions were like, fine but like by the end of it like there really wasn't that much that I felt she unearthed with me or that really like I remember I said to her one time uh god what was it well you kind of know I'm a germaphobe do you know you know that about me I knew that no maybe so like yeah like I'm I like people like cough on a subway like I will literally get off the train and go Uh, to a different car uh, I will like yeah yeah okay and anyway so cool like obsessive Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like I, cool. I check my, my stove knobs every night and I have to check the door a certain amount. Like, it's fucked up. But. Yeah, no, it's mental <laughs> shit. You yeah. know, Prozac helps that. There you go. Uh, so does a good cocktail. <laughs> so uh, so I, I, I think it was about that or something. And I was like, I just need some, uh, it was like for that or anxiety. And I was like, you know, I just need some, uh, I need some skills. I need to learn some skill sets. And she goes, yeah, you do. And she didn't give me it. I was like, I need some tools. I need to learn some tools. Right. And she just goes, yeah, I agree. And then she didn't <laughs> help me with any so tools. But you know what? That's cognitive therapy. That's the like, CBT. Yeah. Was she a cognitive therapist? No. I mean, that's not your fault. You know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to know that. She could have sent you to a cognitive therapist or done some cognitive therapy. I don't know. She should know that. But again, I thought that was kind of dismissive. Like, yeah, you you do. And then it's like, all right, time, you know, time's up. How did you find this crazy person? (laughs) Another friend of mine who still goes to her, which I can't believe. Well, you know, for some people. But what brought you in? Just that you were feeling, I mean, just a very practical, a very practical reason that is that why you went? I think it, I'm trying to even remember now. It's I mean, it's not like I'm trying to dodge the question. I no, think it I was know. just kind of uh, someone was like, I, I don't know. I was probably dealing with like 
career stuff or this or anxiety or whatever. You were having some anxiety. Yeah. And, and they and were like, oh, maybe you should really try therapy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they said this person who I ultimately went to, they were like, oh, she specifically deals with people in the arts. She was an oh. artist herself. Uh. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. And she was like in my network. So I got like, yeah. you know, it was, it right. was all that kind of. Made sense. Yeah. So I was like, Made all right, sense. I'll try it. Right. But ultimately disappointed. <laughs> wow. Well, there's another not so great therapist story. I have tons of them. I mean, there are some great therapists, but definitely. Uh, it's, but do you have one you like now? Because you've been going a long time, right? To therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I have a therapist I like now. Um, I only go to group. I don't go to individual anymore. Group is a little different and it's cheaper also. Uh, but I, um, I like my therapist. I think that she's really smart and I also think that um, I like her views I kind of think that her attitude about being female is goes well with mine meaning like I guess um, there's a certain level of being 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 a being female is cool being feminine is cool <laughs> but then there's also um, you know this is the world we're living in the men are going to be like this. You can't, you got to work with what you have. Yeah. You got to be practical. And uh, for me, that works. Because, you know, I've worked in corporate America and I have a husband. <laughs> you have to I deal love, with shit. I love the little, the little pause before you say that. Because it's just so good why your movie's so good. Oh, you're, yeah. Did you, you saw the movie, Yeah, I went to right? the screening of your great. movie about, yeah. about you getting married and your lack oh, of will yeah. to do so. <laughs> Poor Phil. He's a really tolerant man. Um, yeah, he's really tolerant. And we've both grown together. It's not easy. It's not easy being married, is it, Leslie? <laughs> it's a but, you know, your husband has really been a big su- supporter of you from the, like, you would, like, I mean, you you know, we talked about this in the other session that, you know, marrying Kyle was a really good move. You were really young and he's been a real support system and he believed in you from the beginning. Right. Yeah. How old, <laughs> how old were you when you got married? I was uh, <laughs> young. young enough where I don't remember. Uh, uh, like 20, 20 something. Three, wow. 24, something like that. Wow. But he told you that like part of the reason he wanted to part of the deal of getting married is that you were going to support you were going to pursue your work and that he really took your work seriously yeah yeah that when we moved out here he was like you know you you're you go and do that and I'm going to try and get a real job and that puts a lot of pressure on you too because right. you're responsible of making it work and then if you don't make it work then it's like their sacrifices for not so right that's but, a lot of but see I think that's a really important attitude and I think you know Phil Phil has a lot of that in him also that like we you know, um, to have a man that will believe in your work and support it and take it seriously and not, you know, that's bottom line. That's bottom line for me. Yeah. But not that easy to find or I didn't have an easy time finding it. No, no. And it's not easy to find that, right? It's not easy to find. That's what I'm saying. You got to be practical, (laughs) girl. I know, right? And find someone who like respects you and respects what you do and roots for you. Yeah, not that easy. It's not that easy. The other way around, much easier. Yeah. (laughs) So I I need to do a station ID and let everybody know how I'm talking to the um, lovely, fabulous, wonderful, talented uh, 
Leslie Goshko on Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is uh, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. <laughs> you know, I hate doing these station IDs because it's always so awkward on my show. Like, if you're playing music and you have to interrupt to do a station ID, no big fucking deal. But on here, anyway. Um, I'm, I'm not ignoring you. I'm trying to send out this uh, picture so that people will also tune in. I'm oh, yeah. You know, that. You know. Um, actually, this whole show replays <gasps> in the it next does. hour, too. Yeah. Okay, well, then so, the photo. So, um, anyway, so what's going on? Let's do some therapy. So what's going on in your life right now? What, do you, what have you been, like, thinking about what's been... What's has what's been on your mind the most? Good or bad or it doesn't even matter. Monkeys clanging cymbals in there. That's what's going yeah, on. Yeah, is in that my what's head. going on in your head? That sounds um, great. I wish it? I wish you had that on a video. It's, it's hysterical. Um, okay, what's the question? What's what's going on uh, in my yeah, head? What's going on? What's going on in your life? What can we discuss? What can we kick around? What can we kick let's around? Let's do some work. All let's right, get all something right, let's done. Do uh, I was saying I mentioned this a little bit before and I this is something I was, I've been talking with a couple of my friends about but um just uh how the landscape of i guess what you're creatively doing is different than what you set out to do like when i first came like let me say this i am so grateful for all the stuff yeah. i have right now we, we know that yeah it's ridiculous and yeah. i'm very fortunate and so you've worked your ass off and made a lot of sacrifices well, but yes okay <laughs> i'm very thankful for everything yes um, I'm, I'm in a weird place because uh, originally I came here for music theater, got mm-hmm. burnt out on that, did comedy for a way long time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stand-up storytelling, improv, all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, had really good stuff with storytelling, and then the music kind of started creeping back mm-hmm. into my life, and it was kind of unexpected, so long story short, now I'm doing a lot of music stuff, and it's really cool music stuff, but it's not like I was like, I'm coming to New York to be a musician, you know, mm-hmm. I came, I was like, I'm coming to New York to be a musical theater performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in like 2013, I got two callbacks for the lead in the Broadway musical once. And I thought that was going to wow. be. I remember that. Yeah. I, I, I was That's like, so crazy. I was like, this is going to be. And that was so cool because it involved you playing and also singing a musical. Th- it was like everything in one. Wow. I, was like, I was like, this is the break. This is the break. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, oh, it was like devastating. But um, but that was kind of the time music also started coming back in. So now I'm doing like all this music stuff and it's great and I love it. But I'm such a type A personality, like you said, like very goal oriented. I like to have, uh, you know, I need something to have in sight so I can check it off mm-hmm. my list so I can feel like I did the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You got I, you got that. Uh, you were the summa cum laude. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. And I love to do lists. Um, Oh. So now that <laughs> uh, now I know what now I know why Kyle married you <laughs> to do lists. No, somebody who organizes life. <laughs> I I if I'd like to marry you. There we, hey, you know what? The, we're in a time where we can make that happen. <laughs> I so. know, I, not bad. <laughs> so I guess the thing my friend said because uh, I was like, oh, I think I'm in a creative crisis. She's like, don't call it that. She's like, you're able to do a lot of different things, and it's fine if you explore them. But mm-hmm. for me, as a very uh, goal oriented. I like to have an endpoint in sight. I don't really have a specific endpoint, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really like a. I don't want to say I'm not a go with the flow person. I am to some extent. Yeah, obviously but, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think how do you? Uh, so you're a little bit like you're a little bit. Um, a, I don't even want to use the 
word confused because that yeah because it's not and I don't want to say like a drift because it sounds like I'm aimless no but, but it's, y- you're um, dealing with things you're you're trying to figure out perspective from the place of being in the middle of where you are I think maybe is yeah, I'm like, that I'm like, some sh- of it well I'm like should I uh, should I come up with a goal but I'm like I don't want to come up with a goal to arbitrarily have a goal well you need <laughs> to feel is, more centered so this is what's occurring to me as you say this and you tell me. Um, I think that there that like um, there's a bunch of ways to approach creative projects and creative goals or probably any goal. And a lot of them come from the gut, Um, like what 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 you're feeling, what what you need to express. And um, some of them come from like, you know, like. The Dr. Lisa things, sometimes for me, I mean, I get asked to do them and I get wind up caught up in these little things. And then I'm like, why am I doing all this? It's just like what I'm doing here and I'm wasting my time. And (laughs) it's not like it's going over. Like, I don't feel like it's growing. Like I'm growing and I'm not getting paid either. So that's a whole other story. (laughs) So, I mean, doing things that you're getting paid to do are always good no and, matter yeah. what and i am you know i, I will say this say i'm getting yes to that yeah i'm getting paid more regularly for stuff creatively now than i ever have so that's another big plus that i'm also thankful for so it's like good stuff yeah that you've earned uh, but oh, but see the thing is also um doing doing i mean i went through this a bit you know working as an art director like worrying about making a living like you that's part of, I think, what you're going through is the balance of spending your time doing the work you want to, the creative work you want to be doing. And also, is your, your paying work taking up a lot, a lot more time? No, not necessarily. Okay, well, that's good. I mean, it is confusing, though, because it's kind of like you're being asked to do things rather than, like, coming up with your own idea for, like, a talk show. I mean, like, the Sideshow Goshko thing, which is... Maybe I think it has to be hard. (laughs) No, but, I mean, they're projects that you're not initiating so much. Yeah. Right? I guess, and, you know, I probably, to some extent, am a control freak with that stuff where it's like, um, you know, I guess maybe if I'm initiating something... I know that I'm generating something, I'm generating a project, I'm generating work, whereas if I have to kind of just wait for things to come from, like, I don't want to just wait right, for things to come right. because there's such an element of the unknown. Right, right, right. So do you ever, I mean, do you think about, like, what fill, fulfills you the most creatively? Like, which is most... Spending time with you, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you must have read that on the sheet. Wait, did I read it right? Is that your name, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, have you, have you, see, she, you know, what's really funny. I'm going to call you on that, Leslie. You deflected that with humor. That's what my therapist said. No, I'm <laughs> Did your therapist ever say that? Did you do she, that in therapy? She, uh, it was one of the, like the second or third times. And she goes, I think we need to talk about why you feel you always need to make jokes in here. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, you're very witty and you're very sharp. She's like, but I really think we need to uh, look at why you feel you have to make a joke all the time. And I got madder for that. See, I'm, I think I did better. I'm just going to give myself the credit here because I called you on it in the moment. That's what she's supposed to do. Jesus, who is this person? I'm going <laughs> to. She needs some training. I got to go talk to her. Never mind. I've got some bad. I got plenty of bad therapist stories <laughs> myself. I got fired once from a psychiatrist. That's a whole other story. Whoa. I don't want to take take up the time. I'll tell you another. <laughs> I'll tell you another time. But um, anyway, um, 
So what, what, um, that must, I wonder if that question made you uncomfortable. I don't, now I don't even remember what you just asked. The question was, um, do you know what fulfills you creatively? Hanging out with you, Lisa. <laughs> See? Um, yeah, I mean. So, I mean, like, let's break it down. Like, you do a bunch of different break things. Break it down. Um, you, would you do comedy? Do you call comedy writing and performing for you? Is that what it really is? Uh, do you sure. Write? Is there a lot of writing involved? Or are you one of those people? It's more like a list. And is it writing? I mean, like when I was writing more for the Huffington Post and stuff. Definitely. Yeah, that was writing. Yeah. Um, but and you know what's funny too is some of that's taken a backseat. You know, when I was doing, you know, a lot more storytelling and stuff. You know, I was writing a lot more. You were writing the story. You write the stories, right? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't assume that everybody works the same yeah, way. Yeah. Well, and you know what's so funny? Like, I don't really like. I don't even really like write them out word for word, which is I. I, I more outline them. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, that makes sense. But. Yeah, I mean, I was writing when I was doing that. So that kind of thinking. Yeah. It's that kind of thinking. Uh, so we'd call that a writing, performing sure. thing. And then um, singing yes. is part of what... What Do you like writing songs? Do you write your own songs? You know, it's, it's so funny. I get asked that a lot, and I don't really. So you like... You just enjoy the feeling of singing. Because you're good at it and you're trained. Oh, thank and you. There's lots of reasons. No, Who doesn't I, I, want to be able to sing? I love singing, too. But. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like <laughs> doing stuff like, you know, a Loser's Lounge or, um, you know, when I got to do, I did a Staying Alive tribute party at Joe's Pub. And that's right, yes. playing and singing and performing and also interviewing people and stuff like that. Like, you know, music, anything that's like music, comedy mixed together you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I like that. I like performing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really like necessarily. I like performing better than I like being behind the scenes. Right. So the performing part is where the creativity comes in. It's not because um, I think you get really inspired by the audience. You know, like you're you do connect well, extremely well with people as far as I'm concerned. Oh, thank you. And um, I think that a lot of the inspiration is actually in the moment when you're on stage, right? Yeah, and it's a lot of, like, about... There's something really exhilarating about getting the timing right of things. Like, you yes. just... You hit... You, you feel, like, what the audience is doing, or you hit a joke right, or you hit a note right, or you hit the certain thing right. right, and that's really exhilarating, you know? So I get I get more out of that, like... I love writing for the Huffington Post. I haven't done it in a while, but... And I still can. But, um, you know, I, I get more out of that than, say, like, if I was going to be the author of a book. Right, right, right. So um, you like performing. Um, you like uh, oh, and and playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So do those things all touch different? Like when the musical wh- ones. <laughs> what I said, they all touch in the musical ones. <laughs> right. Right. So it's funny because it seems like music, performing music for you is uh, different in that it doesn't seem as internally driven as the comedy storytelling. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. That's why. (laughs) You haven't thought about this. What did you just touch on? What's happening? Uh, Shut the show down. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great. That's a genius idea, actually. Pull that plug out. We have 15 minutes. I'm going to do another station ID while you're thinking about it. See, I'm supposed to get in three of these. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. I'm here with on Radio Free Brooklyn uh, with Leslie Goshko. 
Radio Free Brooklyn is great. Uh, it's great. No, it, it's actually an amazing station and huge growing. Are you, really, it's incredible what's going on here. Just look at, we're in, state, we're in season four. We just started season four, and we have way more many new shows than ever before. It's true. It's true. I'm in a growing station. I have a, I have a show on a growing station. Okay. There, we did it. <laughs> that, you nailed it. So, um, do you see what I'm saying, though, Leslie? Back to you, Leslie. Put you back on the hot seat. <laughs> hot in here. Let's heat hot in here. Let's heat up that chair. <laughs> uh, no, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, they seem to feed really different parts of your creative psyche. Does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? Maybe. <laughs> um, Maybe not. I don't know. Extrapolate a little more on that. Well, like, for example, um, like with your childhood, maybe there's a disconnect. You know, it's funny because there's kind of two sides of your childhood in a way. Like there's the really dark, horrible side. Um, and then there's the really like positive, good, you know, good student, probably well liked at school. Yeah. I yeah. Said, yeah I was friends. Popular at school. Um like the there's this one part of you that's very different from the other part which is kind of like a good student good citizen well-respected individual and then the other side which is the child of the alcoholic and all the craziness or whatever was going on at, at edgy there was edgy stuff at home right i mean you could sure. use the word edgy to describe that so there's the wholesome girl and the edgy girl all in one i just love the way you say the daughter of the alcoholic it's like a bad after school special. that's why that's why <laughs> that's yeah. why you're so damaged I gotta make this show work <laughs> I'm, jo I'm you think you're hot i'm sweating bullets over here i feel like we need like sound effects with it like the, the daughter yeah. of the alcoholic and you just hear the footsteps coming in the maybe door. we should yeah that's a good idea Dang. we could no. Shut up or you'll be the musical director here. We can <laughs> sound effects person. We could certainly use that. Um, so, I mean, I'm just saying that you grew up with a dichotomy. Is that the right word? And sure. then, and so maybe in your creative life, like there's sort of like maybe the music stuff um, expresses the wholesome side of you. And then the comedy storytelling expresses the dark, the dark, edgy side of you. Hmm, that's interesting. How about that? That's, that's not a bad connection. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think sometimes, though, that, it, I mean, I, I don't think it's that black and white. No, well, you but, know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got to, what do you want? I've got, you know, <laughs> what do you want for free therapy? What do you want? I mean, I've got an hour total. <laughs> <laughs> took the first half hour just to explain all your <laughs> all my shit. accomplishments. Oh, I thought you were gonna say all the stuff in my crazy head. <laughs> no, but you know, no, I mean, I'm moving it. Whatever, yeah, we're moving it, moving along. We're we're we're, we're condensed. This is very condensed, uh, admittedly, of course. So, but do you see what I'm saying? Like maybe those are two parts of you that uh, you express but that you have a creative connection to which is like more of a really like this sounds corny but like a very i don't know soul sounds like but like a deep we to us to us creative people like creative expression is very in, integrated into our beings right yeah so this is what i'm saying so you've got those two sides and maybe those two sorts of creative expression I'm wondering if the 
the lighter or the brighter or the happier part is getting more attention now. And I'm wondering if um, you don't need the negative or I mean, <laughs> I, w- I wasn't necessarily like an angry comic. <laughs> no, you weren't. You weren't. But I mean, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of that stuff must have been. I mean, I mean, stories and stuff like that. Doesn't that stuff come from, I mean, you know, darker places or am I making an assumption? You tell me. I mean, I, you know, I will say this. I think when I was a younger, greener comic starting mm-hmm. out with that stuff, mm-hmm. um, I, I probably let more of like, I mean, yeah, all that shit comes from like a dark place. But then like the older you get and the more stuff like, and you learn how to like craft a story and relate to an audience and you're not using them as like free therapy. You're there to entertain them. Right, right. You know, you, right. you learn how to take some of that stuff that, yes, it's relatable and you're honest and you're truthful. But at the end of the day, it's a show, you know. Right. You, but it grew. I'm just, I mean, but the, uh, but the germ of it, the growth where it started from was was that what you were saying right like it's your 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 role as a comedian a storyteller came from the darker place not that you have have you met comedians (laughs) (laughs) i'm that's not germane to me (laughs) no we know this we know this but um and then like you know the singing and the classical music training kind of came you know was kind of where you started with you know the musical side right yeah, I mean, and that the, well, yeah, the classical stuff started when I was really young because I, yeah. I would compete. Right, and that's not as, I mean, I'm sure it's personal, but it's not as personal to you or your family or your, you know, your personality's in there, but it's not as literally personal. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering if those things have sort of evolved. It's like having two, it's like having like fraternal twins or something like that. One has to absorb the other eventually. Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> you are you're so goal oriented. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's going to win this battle? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, maybe they're they're all coming together and maybe, you know, as you you're growing and feeling, you know, more, you know, developing and becoming more of a self-actualized, self-realized person, can is that make sense? See, that's very Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Really? Yeah. So you studied that. There's no, another one. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not taking any of those tests. See that, Leslie? It's that, not. It's that's, just... that's like, oh my God, I don't know it. I don't remember any. How do you remember this stuff? No, but that's, anyway. Uh, it's just a pyramid. Uh, it's a pyramid scheme. Uh, I'm all, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maslow, yeah. Yeah, Maslow, yeah. Knows. You know, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're basic Hierarchy shit on the bottom needs. and... Yeah, like you, you need a place to sleep and you yeah. need food and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and you can't be cold. Shelter. Shelter. Give me so, shelter. Yeah. So anyway, uh, maybe is that, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. What do you? What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, that's, I, now I have something to think about on the train ride home. Oh. I don't know. That's, uh, it's interesting. I got to mull that over. Hmm. Well, like, let's talk about Sideshow Goshko, um, which yeah. was a great show. Um, that was mostly a storytelling show, was it? Yeah. So what, how did you come up? I mean, now, so we're going back, I would say that was one of the first projects, first big projects that you initiated. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's when I first met you. So. Yeah. That was when Comics Comedy Club was still around. Yeah. Cambry. Cambry. Hi, Cambry. 
shout out. She uh, gave me my first chance with that. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. She gave a lot me yeah. a lot of people yeah. first chances. So and, um, we've, and I've had great success with that. I mean, we uh, not to be like, oh, I'm so great, but I mean, like, yeah. really good stuff has come from that. We were recently on a episode of Impractical yeah. Jokers, and yeah. we've been on NPR and yeah. in the New Yorker and uh, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great show. Thanks. And uh, you put a lot into it, and you know, um, it makes sense all the things places it's gone but what i'm what i'm saying is what do you what do you have like an idea about what inspired you to come up with that idea like where did that come from <laughs> do you know yeah the original inspiration isn't actually what it turned into be but um at the time because i was a young comic and i just started getting into storytelling and i like storytelling better than i like doing stand-up Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, there weren't a, there weren't all the storytelling shows now that there were then. No, I mean, you had it was a like lot eight to, years. I ago. think you had a lot to do with that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, I don't, I don't yes, know about that. because <laughs> uh, those shows are always sold out. It's a huge, com- it's a huge stand up community that uh, I mean, and storytelling community. I mean, like, forget it. We we, we you know, okay, <laughs> we, we, we know this. So yeah, so there weren't a lot of storytelling shows. And, uh, and I, you know, I moved to New York and I didn't know anybody. I didn't have like friends here. I didn't have an in with mm-hmm. any community here. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted something to get my foot in the door. And I thought, well, they had like three shows a night there that, you know, so I was like, oh, maybe if they have space, you know, I can start this show. And also I was like, I want to give, I, I sometimes had a hard time getting on shows, curated shows that weren't just open mics. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to provide a platform for people to be able to tell stories and I want to have my own show. Um, and eventually it became much more <laughs> curated. It originally started with, I want to give a place to people to get up and tell stories. And then that got, I, people that I like. Yeah. <laughs> people that, people I like. that I approve of. People that actually <laughs> show up on time. Oh, uh, really? No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. But so, yeah. So then it got more, you know, more curated and then that club closed and then we went to KGB and we've been there a long time. Yeah, six um, years. Uh, it's going to be eight mm-hmm. years in January. Is that right? Yeah, it's crazy. Holy shit. So, um, so yeah, th- but that was the original thing is I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of make mm-hmm. my, you know, stamp and get my foot in the door and get my name out there somehow. So that was based mostly on, well, that was a career, career choice. Yeah. Um, how about comedy? Let's go back a little further. Like, how did you wind up doing comedy? Because you really were a theater, like a, uh, a, a theater a, a, nerd. A so- yeah, theater <laughs> person, musical theater. Yeah, my degree is in theater. Yeah, and which you're is perfect. why I'm in a basement in Brooklyn. No, no but yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's perfect that you know you're perfect. You're you you're perfect for the for oh, musical theater, you. or you could have been and. And so how did you wind up doing comedy? So I did comedy for a long time. Like I had done improv for a long time and I always loved stand up and I always, always loved SNL and all that kind of thing. Um, and then, I mean, it, they, they kind of lend each other, you know, and mm-hmm. my, my dad's a very, like my dad and my mom are very funny people. Like they're very mm-hmm. sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just humor and comedy and, you know, I would buy, well, before he was a rapist, uh, you know, Bill oh, Cosby's yeah. albums yeah. and all. Like, I used to buy the albums and so listen to So you were to brought up with comedy as a kid. Yeah, well, I, I sought it out, you know. No, did you? your parents were funny, but they weren't necessarily interested they, in comedy. They would watch, like, SNL or, you know, they yeah. liked a good comedy but movie. You but were, like, you had an innate interest in comedy. Yeah, you know, and I, so I went out and mm-hmm. I bought the albums and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And then I would, you know, I started doing stand-up in, in Chicago mm-hmm. and then got oh, into improv. Great place to do stand-up. Yeah, I mean, but very tangentially, like, because I moved shortly after. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Mm-hmm. And then when I came out here, you know, I started with musical theater, but it was also doing comedy stuff on the side. And then just mm-hmm. I got really burnt out on the audition process mm-hmm. uh, with musical theater because I'm not equity. I'm still not. <laughs> Hard to believe. But yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to uh, it's been an interesting ride. <laughs> yeah. <say> that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think that um, what's really cool is that. I think this happens to a lot of happens to all of us creative people if we persist long enough is that uh, we get ourselves it's like you know I always say our work is our children and it's like you get your children to a certain point and then they get get out there and then people start getting them to getting them involved in things in those in their in their activities so it's kind of like you got your kids to a point and now they're involved in all, they're involved in a lot of outside activities. They're kind of got got your act, your creative work has gotten a lot more independent from you in a certain way. It's very interesting Lisa. because you uh, aren't initiating it and you're not used to initiating it. Yeah, Are you I, not I, used to initiating it? I mean, I'm used to. I mean, yeah, I mean, I made a joke earlier, like, oh, maybe it's because it's not, I don't want to say it's not difficult, because I still put a lot of work into all of these things I do. Of course it's difficult, and you can always, we can all always fail. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just, uh, I haven't had to, uh, I don't I don't even want to say I haven't had to hustle. It's just, I'm not, uh, it's just different. It's, it's if, different. If that just makes sense. It's, it's just yeah. different, yeah. the connections and the things yeah. that are happening now, as opposed to, ways I've had yeah. to do it in the past it's not yeah. better or worse it's just different so I think I'm just like feeling out the landscape of what it is now yeah and maybe um there's some part of you that um was more independent um in the comedy storytelling area and you're kind of but I think I'm happier now than when at certain points of oh yeah well I think you know I think that we all wind up doing what we're good at whether we like it or not (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean i you know that's just what happens so you're doing what you're good at oh thanks i I love i love what i'm doing now all of the people Mm -hmm. i'm working with the opportunities Mm -hmm. i have uh like i still can't believe like sometimes like even when when I walk to Sid Gold's when I'm going to play. Oh, it must be a great feeling. I walk there and I do. I catch myself. At, like I, I go down 26th Street. I, ter- I turn that corner to go down 26th Street. And I just like look up and I'm like, I am in New York City walking to my job to I know. play piano. Care. So like, cool. It's so crazy. And I'm like, it, the fact that I get to do that is like. So cool. Yeah. I'm just so very cool. grateful for everything. So we have one minute left. Uh, so, Leslie, I think we're going to leave you with something to think about. <laughs> okay. What drives you creatively? Okay. Uh, and uh, you can report on that. We'll put it in the notes. All right. And then uh, we in the last 20 seconds, where should we see you next? Uh, Sideshow Goshko is the fourth Thursday of the month, so uh, whatever that is for November is yeah. the twenty sixth. Yeah, think. yeah, um, and or the twenty seventh. I think it's the tw- mm-hmm. at KGB Bar in the East Village. Okay, <clears throat> awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. This is always uh, a pleasure. Doctor Lisa gives a shit. Doctor Lisa gives a shit. Doctor Lisa gives a shit about.